It's a beautiful, regular morning. You wake up and get ready for your day. You step outside of your home only to find a black garbage bag in front of your door. Looking around confused, you wonder, how did this bag get here and what's inside? One thing is certain, you are 100% positive. You did not put that bag there. To make matters worse, you look at your car and find a threatening note addressed to a person named Grace Davis. What do you do? Well, let's find out on the Criminority Report. everyone this is lady lindley and this is millie red and welcome back to the criminality report we turned one celebrating celebrating celebrate 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 one time for the birthday girls two time for the birthday girls three times for the birthday girls we're gonna back it up because it's our birthday yeah yeah happy anniversary I don't know mm. about backing it up, but you know. Oh no, I want you to back it up. Back it up. Yeah, back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. Happy anniversary, friends. Sister Happy friend. anniversary. Happy anniversary. I'm so excited. This is amazing. Can you believe it? It's already been a year. It's been a year, yeah. I can't a believe year. it. Like literally, we were in a car yes. and <laughs> You were listening to a podcast, a podcast, <laughs> a true crime podcast, and I was like, "Is this a true crime podcast?" You were like, "Yeah." I was like, "I love true crime podcasts." Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I was like, and I always wanted to do a podcast. I just never knew what I wanted to do it on. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Wait, are you for real? For real? Yeah, that was literally our conversation. It really was. Mm-hmm. It really was. And we don't we, need very many, like, words. Like, sometimes all we just need are, like, little statements and stuff. And, like, we just kind of, like, intrinsically gestures. get it, you know? like I, I was like, how did I not know you are into true crime? How did I, I not didn't, I don't know either. There, sometimes there's, like, little things like that about your friends that, that you don't even know about and like especially your friends that you've been friends with for like for years you still don't know those things and it's right weird it's so strange like okay so i'm gonna give you an example one of my friends um i haven't known her for for that long but i didn't realize that one of my friends loves those um those candies reasons she like she loves them the chocolate candies i don't even know what it a reason is it's a chocolate candy that's freaking delicious. And she loves them. And I had no idea because I always buy them and I be eating them and murdering them at work. 
And I'm like, oh, so now if I bring in my work, I can I can let her eat some too. But yeah, I had no idea that my girl, Lady Lily, loved yeah. Yeah. true crime podcast. Yes, I listen to them all the time. I had no idea. I have a few favorites. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So now we have one. So now we have one. We're talking. And we're about. one. And we're one. We're one. We're one. <laughs> so happy birthday, girl. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. Thank you. So this month we are focusing on crimes committed by couples. The case we're reviewing is a very disturbing case with lots of dead ends, twists, and turns. This case is another incident where someone was viciously and brutally murdered, but wasn't given enough media attention to bring awareness or advocacy. Information about this case was found from a few articles and two different true crime docuseries episodes, which will be listed in our reference section. Mm -hmm. Let's go back in time to Monday morning, April 7th, 2008, in Greenville, South Carolina. South Carolina. South Carolina. Yep. Sue Bostick is starting her day when she discovers a black, suspicious garbage bag sitting in front of her porch and a threatening note under the windshield wiper of her car. Parts of the note read, Grace, this is your last warning. This is what happens to people who do not follow our instructions. Unlike them, you had protection and you left it. Don't forget, you have no way of protecting them. Emails with your answer at evans.john60 at yahoo.com by April 9th, 2008. I bet you're wondering who the hell is Grace and what is in the bag. Yeah. We'll get to that in a moment. Sue called the police and Officer Scott Odom from the Greenville City Police Department responded to the call. Officer Amber Allen also arrived at the scene and spoke with Sue while Officer Odom took the garbage bag to the back of his vehicle to inspect the bag's contents. When Officer Odom opened the bag, he discovered a severed human foot, hand, and several severed toes. The cuts of the human parts were clean cuts, and there wasn't a lot of blood in the bag. Officer Michael Peterson, who was employed with the Forensic Division of the Greenville County Department of Public Safety, was also present to assist in processing the crime scene and collecting evidence. While processing the scene and interviewing Sue, the officers and the investigators learned that a second 911 call came in claiming that a similar note addressed to Grace Davis in a garbage bag containing severed body parts had been left at the residence of Juden Burnside. Again, who is Grace Davis and how does she relate to Sue and Juden? Right. I mean, what, what is? would you, Millie, like, what would you do if you found a garbage bag in front of your home and a threatening note in the windshield of your car? I'm screaming and then I'm peeing on myself. Peeing on yourself? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That I, is it's gonna be 
it's gonna be in involuntary. It is frightening, don't you? It's think? Very frightening. Absolutely. I mean, and then you see you see those notes, and then you see severed. I mean, well, she didn't she know did. that there were severed. Right. Um, she didn't open the bag. Know, but I mean, anytime that you see a black garbage bag, it, there's nothing good in there. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's the threatening note for me. It's the threatening note and the black garbage bag for me. Yeah. Like, I've seen too many episodes of Forensic Files and Cold Case and all that, and black garbage bags are never a good thing. No, they're not. But, like, if you live in an apartment complex and you see a black garbage bag in front of the entrance of the apartment complex, would you automatically assume it's yours? No, but I would definitely assume something sinister because in my apartment complex, the people here don't use black garbage bags. Yeah, they normally use white ones. That smell good. (laughs) (laughs) With a fragrance in it? Yes, Febreze. Mm -hmm. Even if they use a black garbage bag with a fragrance on it. They could easily spray something on that to make it smell good. But if it's like dead body parts, there's nothing that you can do to cover that smell. Mm-mm. But anyway, continuing, using mm-hmm. the fingerprints from the severed hands, the police identified the victim as McCole Harris. Before we continue, let's do a brief recap. A bag with dismembered body parts and threatening notes were placed in two different locations, in front of the home of Judon Burnside and Sue Bostick. Both bags contained a severed hand and foot, and the threatening notes were addressed to a Grace Davis. Who the hell is Grace Davis? Mm -hmm. When police ran the fingerprints of both hands, they discovered the hands belonged to a local woman named McCole Harris. So what's the connection between everyone we've named so far? Well, it turns out Grace Davis is related to Sue Bostick and Judon Burnside. Sue Bostick is Grace's aunt and Judon Burnside is Grace's mother. Mm. Both relatives reported to investigators that they have not heard from Grace in over a week. Grace recently left her husband and the Department of Children's Services removed her two kids from her care and placed them in the care of her aunt, Sue Bostick. Because investigators didn't know where Grace was, Grace's kids were placed in protective custody. Mm. The police eventually questioned her ex-husband, but he had an alibi and was cleared. Investigators finally got a break in their case when they found Grace Davis staying with a friend. According to the docuseries, Grace had no idea of what happened to her mother and aunt. Grace told officers that she was living with a couple named Carmen and Clarence Jenkins. While living with them, she developed a romantic relationship with the couple. Clarence convinced the women to marry him in a three-way ceremony at their home. Mm. At some point, Clarence was arrested and was sent to prison. 
So Carmen and Grace, their romantic bond grew stronger. When Clarence was released from prison, he wanted the relationship to go back to the way it was, but Grace wanted to have full custody of her children, which would not be possible if she continued to live with Carmen and Clarence. So Grace ended the relationship and moved out. Whoa. Yeah. So y'all, Clarence was not having it. It was reported that the couple was blackmailing Grace to make her pay a sum of $10,000, which she allegedly owed. Detectives brought Carmen and Clarence in for questioning and secured a warrant to search their house. At the Jenkins residence, police found more threatening letters and blood splatter. The blood was identified to be McColl Harris's. During the interrogation, Carmen confessed and agreed to testify against her husband, who pleaded not guilty, by the way. Mm -hmm. According to court documents, after Grace moved out, Clarence told Carmen that Grace needed to come back to their relationship because she was a partner in their relationship. And she knew too much about the organization that he was in. Clarence also told Carmen that the organization would kill the three of them if Grace didn't come back. (laughs) Listeners, we don't know what organization he was talking about, and neither did Carmen. Yeah. She told the court that she had never heard about this organization until that day. Then, on Friday, April 4th, 2008, Clarence pretended to be a police officer and arrested an innocent McColl Harris. Listeners, McColl was under the impression that she was under arrest for prostitution and possession of crack and that the only way she could get out of those charges was for her to help Carmen and Clarence with a case. This case they needed help with was to bully Grace into moving back into their home. This is crazy. It is. McCole, she's minding her own business. Mm -hmm. And... They literally kidnapped her. Yeah. Under false pretenses. Just frauds all the way. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all know, McCole didn't want to go to jail, and she most certainly didn't want to die. So she followed orders. According to the court documents, Clarence wrote out a script for McCole to read over a telephone to members of Grace's family. Sometime around midnight, Clarence, Carmen, and McCole went to a payphone, and Clarence called Grace's mother and aunt and instructed McColl to read this script. The next day, Clarence allegedly crushed up some Tylenol PM and some other sleeping medicine, mixed it into some ice cream, and gave it to McColl. But she only ate a small amount. On the third day of being kidnapped, which is April 6, 2008, can I pause you really quick? Yeah. So at this point, is she aware that she's kidnapped? Yeah. Okay. I think she's aware. They didn't clarify that, but I think by this point, she's aware that they're not officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. So, well, that day, on the third day, Clarence ordered Carmen to kill McColl. So. 
Carmen tried to strangle McCole with a cable cord, mm -hmm. but lost control of the cord when McCole tried to fight for her life. Clarence ended McCole's life by placing a plastic bag over McCole's head and suffocated her. Clarence and Carmen then placed McCole's lifeless body in the shower, dismembered her body, and placed the dismembered parts in the freezer. That's why you don't trust what people bring in potlucks. No, not at all. Not because, just of, because this. of the cat. Not just because of the cats potentially bathing in the food, but you know, you have a whole bunch of Dahmers out yeah. there with body parts in freezers and stuff. Right. It's crazy. So they discarded parts of McCole's body near a golf course and placed the remaining parts in two separate garbage bags. Clarence and Carmen went to Grace's mother and aunt's home and placed a bag with McCole's dismembered body parts and a letter in front of their homes. When they went to court, of course, a jury convicted Clarence of murder and kidnapping. He was mm -hmm. sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Carmen, she assisted the DA and she pled guilty and was sentenced to 50 years in prison on March 29th 2012 her sentence was reduced to 40 years in prison on june 10th 2013 that's terrible it is it is horrible so let us tell you a little bit about mccall harris so according to reports mccall was a 34 year old mother of four at the time of her death she disappeared from Labor Finders, which is a staffing agency in Greenville, South Carolina. She was a woman who struggled with substance abuse and contained a criminal record. Her family reported she was making changes to improve her life and live a sober life. Her family described her as a loving person who treated everyone as if they were her friends. Yeah. May she rest in peace. Yeah, seriously. What a terrible way to die. Yes. She's someone who died in fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read in an article that during one of the court proceedings, McCole's sister testified that she wanted Carmen to be sentenced to life in prison and didn't want her sentence to be reduced because their mother was so heartbroken that she had a massive stroke and died. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, they were responsible for, like, two deaths. Yeah. 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 McCole did not ask for this. Mm -mm. She had no connection to them other than being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep. Little is known about... Where is Grace? How Grace is doing? Did she ever regain custody of her children? Mm -hmm. We would be remiss if we did not talk about McCole and say her name. Yeah, seriously. And it's sad. It is. It is very sad. And I think 
she did not get much media attention because of her past history of being a sex worker and criminal um, record. But McCole was a person. Mm-hmm. She, she was a sister. She was a mother. Mm-hmm. She was a daughter. She was a human being, a person. Yeah. And, and her life was prematurely taken. Yeah. And just the, the fact of, like, her being in fear. That yeah. was her last three days. Was her yeah. being in fear. Is just, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And then the total lack and disregard of her body afterwards, just dismembering her. And right. then, you know, not just not just putting her body parts in bags, but like discarding her her body in like in an area. Right. I mean, it's just it's just yeah. terrible. That's really it is, terrible. It's, it's horrible. And one thing about Carmen that I learned is that, according to Carmen's family, she was actually considered a good girl. Like, went to church, volunteered, until Mm -hmm. she met Clarence. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And they had a kid together. So I wonder where the child is. Yeah, probably with one of their family members. Probably. Yeah. What did you think of this case? Just really sad, really unfortunate. Just someone in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Sad she didn't get really any media coverage because she was a sex worker. It's just a really unfortunate. Just how about you? How'd you how'd you feel about it? I was more angry at how they disrespected her body. Body like that took some time to do, you know, to cut through bone and tissue. Yeah. And they completely violated her, yeah. Really? They completely violated this woman. I was angry about that. But yeah, that is how I feel. So what are we going to talk about next week? Millie. Space. The final (laughs) frontier. (laughs) The final frontier. Space. (laughs) No, so next month is... Thanksgiving month. So we are going to be talking about some of our favorite episodes over the past year. Because this has been a year for us. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite episodes. Some of our most listened to episodes. I was going to say most watched. 
but um, <laughs> we can't watch this because these are podcasts. You don't watch yeah. podcasts. You listen yeah. to them. Yeah, I got to correct you. People watch podcasts, too. There are some video podcasting. You're right. You're right. But we don't have any video ones. We don't. We don't. I mean, we should. We are yeah. kind of funny when you look at us. Uh, right now, the way we look. While we're shooting them, we, we do have some very funny facial expressions and things like that. Especially when we're tired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so tired and I was doing some weird things. <laughs> I zoned out a couple of times. <laughs> oh, man. She is nodding, y'all. Nodding in and out. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let me t- let me tell you something. So, um, went to um went to uh, Epcot with my friend this this weekend. We went to Epcot Food and Wine Festival, and we stayed in this hotel. And how about at like five six o'clock in the morning, the freaking fire alarm goes off. Oh no! <laughs> and I've shot up like a magic bullet, 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 bullet. And I was just like, I thought I didn't know if it was like an alarm clock that was going off. Cause you know, when you're like heavily sleeping and all of a sudden something loud, you know, starts ringing and buzzing and stuff, you like just discombobulated. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what is happening right now? And then I, I realized that it wasn't going off anytime soon. So we finally, like, we got a little dress. I took, I had to take my bonnet off because I didn't want to look crazy going outside. So. Um, <laughs> took my bonnet off, put my little, um, jacket on, put some mm-hmm. shoes on. We walked outside and then like, finally it went off and then we went back inside. I, I had a, a hard time going back to sleep, but you know, finally I went back to sleep, but I'm like, I think I'm still pretty tired from that, from that broken sleep. Well, yeah, I you're probably like, feeling sore as well. Yes. I didn't know if it was because the bed weren't the beds weren't that comfortable. Well, I mean, it your sleep was uh, interrupted abruptly, uh, disrespectfully. Uh, you know, it's a safety thing. <laughs> the safety thing. I would rather the fire alarm to go off than not go off. You're right. You're absolutely thing. right. Mm-hmm. But so then, you- if it didn't go off. Then I wouldn't have had to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was me being morbid. No, I am. I am happy that the fire alarm did go off, though. I am happy too. You were being super morbid just a minute ago. I was dark. That went dark. That, we had a. We, it was a dark. We just talked about something really dark. Yeah, that yeah, this is a dark case. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really dark case. But yeah, so anyway, going back to what we're talking about next week, we're gonna be talking about one of our most listened to episodes. So Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. You can check us out on Instagram at the Criminority Report Podcast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can also check us out on Facebook at TCR Pod, aka what? Lady Ray. Lady Red. You can also check out our updated website at www.thecriminalreportpodcast.com. 
that came that came you can email us at criminalityreportpodcast at gmail.com if you have any stories that you want to talk about why why would i say that if y'all have any stories that you want us to talk about in the future what do they have to do lady lily y'all should know already you know just hit us up hit us up peeps hit us up hit us up hit us up like this hit us up (laughs) (laughs) what was that how would how would they hit us up with three claps also don't forget to join the crew yes the crew join the crew all right join the crew it's on facebook um so where can they listen to our episodes at lady lily well you can rate review and subscribe to this podcast on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts again thank you so much for listening until next time bye y'all bye information about this case was found from a few articles in two different true crime documents what did i just say <laughs> Trum, trum, trum. <laughs> Several severed toes. Mm. Shut up. What? All right. <laughs>